Hello, you're listening to 4-4 Brew. It's going to be another cut and shut episode this week because I've been too busy to edit. So there will be a match analysis for this week's games and then some of the best bits and shit talk from last week's unaired episode. We are currently (laughs) waiting on Ivor, who was meant to be here 15 minutes ago, uh, but we haven't heard from him in several hours. For all we know, he could be dead. Uh, have, we, have we had a good week? Oh no, I've been yeah. ill. That's why we had to delay record. Partly oh, yeah. why we had to delay yeah, recording. Gen- it's the worst yeah, not- cold I've had in ages. Do not recommend. Yeah. Did you, did you get vaccinated? <laughs> Is that the the cause? No. Well. No, genuinely. Um, I had the vaccine over two weeks ago now because I can now get oh, right, my no, nice passport on the app. So you're, you're just a pussy. I think then, it. Yes, yeah, basically. Uh, what are we drinking this evening? Uh, Matthew? <laughs> I am on uh, Buxton Brewery. I think I might have had one of their other drinks before. I can't remember. Um, the name sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, it's the Kingslayer Double IPA. And the double, presumably, has something to do with it being 8%, which I'm slightly scared about, to be honest. Rory, I'm hoping you're going to make the same joke you made in our group chat. Um... I'm drinking water, but it's out of an old pint glass. A Voodoo Ranger I nicked from a pub because the design is excellent. I wish I could show you, but obviously. <laughs> Audio, media, the They'll have to look um, on the Instagram. Yeah, but because it is a pint glass, I'm banking on the fact that basically there'll be some beer residue in there, so it's technically homeopathic. A thousand decks. <laughs> excellent. Um, Thank Are you, you. Oh, on yeah. another brew dog that you've still not tried yet? I'm, no, this one is one. This is the the guava from Grapefruit Pilsner that I switched to the other week. Uh, okay. It might have been in last week's unaired episode when I had the shit. No, it's definitely a released one. Was that yeah. the released one? Yeah, so I'm now finishing off the rest of that. And it's getting a proper a proper airing. Anyway. Yeah, what is the what is the order of service for today? Because we've week. got a bit of a uh, bit of Premier League to talk about. I assume we won't cover every game, but also some European matches to cover. We do. Do you know I wrote down notes when we were meant to be recording on Monday. That doesn't and surprise I don't know what me. I've done with them. Oh, that's good. I've got no idea well, what they are. So I've got a lot less than I would normally have to say about the Premier League games because they've also got a lot further in the past. I, and I can't remember them. I think the way the games have turned out results-wise will probably want to maybe spend more time on the Champions League anyway. So should we start yes. with the big Premier League fixtures from last yes. weekend? Uh, Chelsea lost 1-0 to City. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, was that, it a shock? Go- I can't remember what I, I predicted. I was, I was still quite hungover when I watched that. So I, I predicted 1-0 to the home team. Uh, yes. yes, and it went the other way. Yeah, I had also, not because of a system, but because I thought that's how it was going to go. Predicted I Chelsea might have done now. the same, you know. Yeah, no, I, I think I, I remember I thinking you were all trying to ride that wave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But <laughs> your completely unsuccessful wave. It, it's, it's, I think it might no, have it got one tonight, last night with Juventus-Chelsea. Yeah. So, the team that... It, it, it does well in Europe, just not in <laughs> uh, domestic league. Yeah, I've, I've got I've still got Rangers and... No, Sparta no, no, those don't count, because none of the rest of us got the opportunity yeah, to predict them. <laughs> Oh, so, oh, so because I because <laughs> I predict made a correct the one night the system works for every game. I don't think the system works. Anyway, uh, I think we can all agree 
biggest game of the weekend was obviously the North London derby. There's going to be no bias here <laughs> if, we, if we want to look at that. And naturally, that victory with Arsenal, Arsenal getting what was admittedly a dominant win, um, pundits on the Arsenal side of the fence have been measured in their response, with Gail Clichy saying that Mikel Arteta could be the new Arsene Wenger, and Paul Merson saying that they can now challenge for the top four. So it's, it's yes, good to see the win's um, been taken in a measured the, and reasonable way. The, the smile on Tony Adams' face at half-time yeah. on the oh, yes. can be seen from space. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the most surprising thing is the hysteria around Aaron Ramsdale, mm. who played well, but like at the end of the day, he's like a 24-year-old Three. short, unathletic keeper. Listen, Ramsdale is a good keeper. He is a good keeper, but like people acting like he's fucking. I don't know. The, the, the thing with the Ramsdale against Leno is the character. Leno, Leno like saves um, the goal he conceded. Yeah, I agree, actually. But Ramsdale oh, claiming crosses. He conceded the goal because it was it Xhaka that was down. Yeah, Xhaka was down yeah, injured. Um, yeah. Um, but but claiming crosses for for the Ramsdale Leno comparison, Ramsdale claims them, whereas Leno. Has yes, a tendency to is, flap and punch. Leno punches them outside the box. That is, yeah. That's why I always. That's why I always back to Emmy Martinez. And I actually Leno, think that he, he was also a that player. makes up for the the gap in shot stopping ability. Yeah. Also, I feel like because of his playing out from the back, like he kind of stopped a lot of things that maybe would have given Tottenham a chance if Leno was the one yeah. doing the passes and taking yes. touches around people. And um, shit. I think we should focus on Tottenham for a yes. minute, because they, they they were poor and stats came out during the game that showed just how poor they had been I believe it was distance covered they were last in the league this was also before the game target, right I think were last they were they were really poor I wanted to I don't think the game helped rather than give it up I had I had another bit of pre-match Tottenham chat that I wanted to bring up and get your guys opinion on um Tim Sherwood, former Tottenham manager for a brief oh, spell and also this... former Aston Villa manager, said in pre-match build-up on multiple occasions on multiple uh, broadcasters that he thinks, and obviously we know he was a really successful manager for them, so what he says is a really good opinion, he thinks that Tottenham should rest players in the league to try and win the Europa Conference. Uh... <laughs> Oh, I, I thought you were going to talk about how he mentioned that uh, Arsenal weren't good at stacking talent. Really, I don't think they really stand a chance in the Europa Conference. Do you know? Obviously, yeah, Mourinho's going to dick them yeah, down. Yeah, I would it's love a, a Roma-Tottenham final for Mourinho to just oh, beat them. I'm, no, I, I don't want to make the final. Every night before I go to bed, I spend ten minutes praying for a Roma-Tottenham final <laughs> <laughs> the <Europa> Conference. <laughs> I've just brought up the stats to hand. It was, um, it was. Stats per game in the Premier League, they were last on shots, they were last on chances from open play, and they were last on distance covered. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really poor. And yeah, what people are, what's been sort of realised, I think, in the past week as well, in addition to how poor Tottenham have been, is that the letter that Levy set, sent out publicly um, when they sacked Mourinho, I think... Um, that sort of outlined the way that Spurs were in theory going around finding a new manager and 
he said, like, we want to bring back this Spurs DNA of attacking football and the the choice of manager we bring in is going to reflect that, basically. And, like, they couldn't have been further from it because they just got humiliated by every manager they approached. For most of the game, Spurs were playing a, a 6-0 yeah. <laughs> It's It's just... I mean, I want to talk about Harry Kane for a minute, mm-hmm. who was obviously yet to score in the Premier League this year. He was one being, of the six. Despite being last year's top goal scorer and assistant. And scoring in all three of the England internationals at the end of September, or whenever it yeah, was. I'm middle of September or whatever. I'm, I'm sort of beginning to wonder how he stands when it comes to the England squad. If his poor Oh no, there's no way he drops CDM out. Keep up in the Prem. There's no way. Because he continues but, like, to fall. Who would he make room for? Like, Bamford, Abraham. And there's not like a. Well, well, maybe Watkins. Abraham, but there's not like a. Ollie Watkins is already Yeah. Him. There's yeah. not a sort of project striker, if that makes sense for, for Southgate to have a go on. Like, someone who Greenwood, could be the number nine for all of the coming years. Greenwood's the Greenwood. obvious shout. Abraham, maybe as well. Who, to be fair, I don't know if we're going to talk about the England squad later. That those are a couple of people I'm surprised aren't in. Um, uh, I think um, Southgate released a statement. He, he explained saying, Bellingham and uh, yeah, Greenwood. Yeah, basically he? just young kids who had Europe and um, not Europe, like European games. So that's why Saka got in, Greenwood didn't. Yeah, but he did bring Foden in. So maybe, maybe it's just like Foden's too good to drop. Or he's a he bit just, older He's just trying to sidestep. Well. Say he doesn't rate. Greenwood. And Foden obviously has the, like the pep he? roulette rotation to, on his side oh, yeah, yeah. too. So one more, two more Prem games, maybe another derby this weekend. The mighty and prestigious M23 derby, <laughs> uh, which involved some late drama. Neil Mope coming through for my fantasy team uh, with a 95th, was it, minute equaliser? Yeah. yeah, something like that. It was definitely injury time. Uh, 90 plus 5, yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I actually have nothing else to say about the game. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, was, I was disappointed. I was I was quite looking forward to seeing Brighton yeah, no, top was, of the league. To yes, see him go top. that is true. Because <laughs> then I can make fun of Man United fans not being a top 14. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just think I just think it would have been quite entertaining. And immediately... And then United went and fucking won. In fucking oh, yeah, that was <laughs> disappointing. Villarreal actually bowled that game as well. They had so many chances first half to just yeah. kill the game. Um, and with that, shall we move to the Champions League? Everyone knows what happened to United, don't they? Oh, the, there was one other Prem thing I wanted to bring Go on. up. It's only a quick topic of conversation. It was Norwich. It was, it was just if or when are they going to win a game? I did wonder what the record looked... is for like most games at the start of a Premier League season without points because their their upcoming fixtures they've got Burnley this weekend okay could get a draw never know then then they've got Brighton Chelsea Leeds Brentford and I can't see them but every game for Norwich is very losable yeah so I mean it's Burnley aren't doing very well at the moment either but and to be honest neither are Leeds really no not at all Leeds are very very injured yeah, yeah like, I, wouldn't put it, I wouldn't blame them. But there's still no Norwich. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm almost, not, not that I have anything against Norwich, the football club, or the city. I just, 
it's got got to the point now where I genuinely want to see how long they can go without winning a game or even scoring a point. I I'd quite like to, them to go the whole season without a single <laughs> draw, just straight losses. Just because it'd be a, it'd be a fun record. It'd be something I'd remember. It's something we'd all. It'd be some light relief for. for Derby fans as well. Yeah, I think it'd be really entertaining if they could. I'm not suggesting they should do it on purpose, but if they did, I'm not saying I wouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> They should just drop out the prem because it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's face it. It's early on in the season, but I think we all know Norwich are getting relegated. Oh, without it, it'd doubt, it'd be the comeback of the century. If Daniel Parker's going to gonna have to <laughs> to level up and do a financial takeover before the January window if they're going to turn this <laughs> yeah. around. I mean, that means that probably Max Aaron's and maybe Cartwell as well are on the move then. Yeah, I think if they go down again, for sure. I mean, they got poached as it was last time and were lucky to keep those two. Champions League, we've already alluded to the Chelsea score. Uh, if I yes, may um, take us to that first. It's been, yeah. yeah, it's been a bad week for Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, two games that, to be honest, I'd expected them to win. They've been in good form. So, I know they're two good teams. Such playing, a massive but... deal has been made about Chelsea... Oh, they were so good last season once Tuchel had come in, even without a striker. And now they've brought in Lukaku, the number nine, that's going to make them, like, take them to the next level. And then this week, they've failed to score and lost twice to teams playing without a recognised striker. I think half the problem is Timo Werner, who still, for some reason gets on the field um, I can't remember which recent Premier League game it was where about three times Lukaku squared the ball to him when that was the Spurs 3-0 yeah was it the Spurs game and all three times Timo Werner either missed the ball entirely or fucked it wide he's like okay like off the ball movement but like obviously the, his finishing is so shit that it kind of negates a lot of the impact that that would have if he was actually a deadly striker you know what I mean yeah. So like, I can see why Tuchel plays him like tactically because he is like he does kind of create a lot of space when the defenders pay attention to him. But I feel like if he continues just being absolutely useless, people are going to figure out. And I think caring. Chelsea do look more dangerous with him in the team. I didn't predict them to score a goal against Juventus. I think I said it would be nil nil, um, and that was because it was Lukaku with Havertz and Ziyech in behind, and I just think they look a lot less dangerous when there's not like a, I guess, converted winger in one of those positions. Yeah, also Mount's not been himself. Yeah, for the, the, for the last mostly. few weeks, for sure. So, are there, there are, I mean, it's not, it's nowhere near a crisis at Chelsea. I just think they, they still haven't quite kicked into gear as much as that Tottenham win might have suggested. Yeah, I just I guess I'm feeling slightly let down by them because I can't remember if it made it onto the pod or if it was just something I've been thinking privately, but I was very confident before the start of the season I'm sorry, I've gone back to the Prem, that it would be a three horse race between United, City and Chelsea and that it'd be close between the three of them and I thought they all had really strong squads. Well, you didn't back you didn't back all... Liverpool. No, that's the thing. I Are no, you that's silly? the thing. Before the, before the start of the season I backed Liverpool to be a solid fourth. Well, no chance of breaking into the top three, if anything, slightly under threat from Leicester. And so far, I've been proved 100%. As early as in the aftermath of this weekend's, or the weekend just gone, Premier League fixtures, I've heard people already discounting Man United 
as like the fourth team. So I, I think it was they kind Rory of something is like chief football correspondent for the New York Times. He he described the title race as the three and then United who are a group of good players with a manager who's not good enough to win anything. It was pretty savage. To be fair, to be fair that description is it's, accurate. I, I agree yes. with it. But I think it's pretty just brutal that so early we've decided justly or unjustly that United can't win the league. To not be winning some of the games that they've not been winning when you've got Cristiano Ronaldo, Jesse Lingard, who I'm not going to drop this, is should be starting for United... Paul Pogba, who is on good form at the moment, I believe he still holds the highest assist oh, yeah, of course. In the league this season. Um, who was it they drew nil nil with the other week? Was it Southampton? No, that was Man City. Beat? They that drew one all with Southampton. Southampton. City. Drew one all uh, Southampton. before the internationals, they, they I think. And then and that was a bad game. Yeah, they I'm were sure lucky they drew nil nil with someone the other day. No, they they lost one nil to Villa. And yeah, that um, minute, yeah. Lost two one to Young Boys in the first round of the Champions League fixtures, and then yes, my boy Jesse were a particularly good game. Well, time. more than a bit fortunate, I think, <laughs> to have beaten Villarreal at Old Trafford. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think that I think they have been disappointing considering the squad for sure. I think the same. I think the same of Chelsea for certainly the last week, and the City to a certain extent. What was it opening the league by losing one 0 to Tottenham? And then, as you just said, drawing 0-0 with Southampton. Yeah, and also staying with the Champions League again, City with... Yes. I think I think it's fair to describe again. it as a disappointing result for them to, to lose to yeah. uh, PSG 2-0. And they didn't create well, too me, many clear-cut chances. No, I mean, I believe you, you had some you had some strong opinions on the refereeing. Oh, the refereeing was woeful. Because the, the, the first half... Grealish should have had like three free kicks maybe in the first half an hour and the ref gave none of them and then that continued for the rest of the game but Grealish was I think get, getting less of the ball until he eventually got substituted <laughs> Ivor is not here because he slept through it what? <laughs> That's his he said I'm really sorry I've slept through it can I still join? <laughs> This is this is thirty five minutes into recording for those of you that are listening. It's <laughs> seven thirty five in the evening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, is this an afternoon nap or has Ivor just been asleep all day? But like, <laughs> to be fair, he's recently what returned to he uni. To he might have been real? having like a three day bender for the past few. Uh, true, true. Um, but yeah. Um, Speak on the on the city's recent game against PSG. Uh, obviously, Messi's first goal for PSG. I have signing. Uh, my my oh, opinions that. on Messi have crystallised over the last few years, and I think maybe the same goes for Ronaldo, but it definitely goes for Messi. If it's not for his track record, no one puts him above. Lewandowski, Salah, Benzema. I have spent most of my life flying the flag for Messi, like in the in the Messi Ronaldo debate, up until I'd say the start of this season, 
at which point I very much tipped the other one. Uh, Lewandowski yesterday became the first player to score 50 calendar goals this year. 50 goals this calendar yeah, yeah, year, rather. They had, a, they had a great game. Who was it they, who was it they fucked over? It was 5 uh, Was score. it Dynamo Kiev? I think it was. Um, while... <laughs> And oh, it's it's annoying because there's so many stats and score lines that allude to Messi being good, like Barcelona being shit this season, but actually they were kind of shit last season. They well, they they didn't win. I think they might have come third. I don't know, but for for like like last season, the start of La Liga, Real Sociedad were top of the league, so it wasn't like Barca were ever. Uh, comfortable. Yeah, yeah, but that that's like saying that's like saying because Brighton is so high in the Prem, the Prem isn't a competitive league. Like no, but if this is a team goes on a run for me, if the if a player as good as Messi was say five years ago is playing for last season's Barcelona team in La Liga, they're clear. But it, it whenever I I obviously I I. I must admit, I have never, I think, watched uh, a full 90 minutes of a La Liga game. So the only times I see Messi are in the Champions League. Maybe they don't suit him or whatever. But like realistically, if a player suits playing against farmers, my respect for them goes down immediately. Um, I just don't ever watch him in a close game and think he's up for the fight. Even in the City game, I didn't think he did anything until he scored. Or after. And whereas Ronaldo is sort of renowned for his style of play, conserving his energy, saving it for the important moments, I still think his personality or the way he is on the pitch is what I'd want my best player to be. He sort of cajoles and motivates those around him as you'd ex- like he takes the responsibility of being the best player on the pitch, which Messi seems to shirk. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, he has had quite a bit of stick though for taking his shirt off to celebrate against <laughs> Villarreal in a group stage game. Yes, <laughs> but I mean, but, I mean, to be fair, it was a last-minute win. It's sort of like when Jose Mourinho so, said getting that United squad second in the league is the biggest achievement of his career. Like, it's not the biggest stage Ronaldo's ever scored on. But arguably... Um, United very much needed a win. Yeah, United needed a win. Yes. As they are right now. And... I was, I was, yes, because I was... If they, had, if they hadn't won that one, I was going to start mass-producing memes about United being in the Europa League final yeah. again. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's content in United-Villarreal being a Europa League clash. Uh, yeah, it's, it's historic. I think it could be... Barcelona in the Europa League final. Well, I don't think they'll get to the final, to be honest, as it goes. <laughs> Although, by the sounds of things, they're basically waiting to pull the trigger on Koeman, waiting for yes. the right option to become available to replace him. No, but also in, with the Europa League, you've got to consider the which team in the group with Sharif is going to drop out. Or Sheriff, even. Oh, yeah, well, oh, out of... Sure. Um, ah. Just, just for the record, because time will be different after this has been edited. It was five minutes ago that Ivan Messenger just asking to hop on the call, and he's still nowhere. Yeah, to hang see. on, he, he snapped me a minute ago. <laughs> he said he'll hop on in five one minute ago. 
I, I, I keep saying Sharif because, like, in my head, I can't believe it's not like a foreign you know, pronunciation like the name of, like, a town or something. You know no, what I mean? No, it's just so the word sheriff. My, my time to shine has come. So I looked up sheriff this week to find out a bit more about them. So the club was formed in 1997, and it had a different name at the time. It was a year later that it was then bought by the company Sheriff. The company Sheriff being owned by, I believe it's two former policemen. Which is oh, so it's like RB Leipzig. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the why they don't have a shirt sponsor. You will, If you saw the game, oh, yeah. they just play with They've just got the logo and the kit manufacturer on. It's because Sheriff is their main sponsor. They are their owner. Um, Sheriff, by the way, also own a chain of petrol stations and supermarkets, a TV channel, a publishing house, a construction company, a Mercedes-Benz dealership, an advertising agency, a spirits factory, two bread factories, a mobile phone network, and the club and the stadium, which is having a five-star hotel built into it at the moment. And as we discussed pre-recording, this is in the, the, the unrecognised state of tran- Transnistria. Transnistria, Transnistria, right? Yeah, uh, which is basically part of Moldova. It's between the Moldova and Ukrainian border. We said uh, Russia earlier, but we don't oh, call I, it, I was so thinking of different, different shitty um, territory. <laughs> yeah, it's a tiny slither of land of which uh, Taraspol, uh, probably butchered the pronunciation, which is where Sheriff is from, is the is the largest city, uh, and. As I mentioned when we weren't recording also earlier, it's only been recognised by three other states, and they are all also unrecognised states. Um, and yeah, they're allowed to play in the Moldovan league. It's it's weird. They they have a lot of titles though, for for a young club. They basically formed in '97 and then just started winning everything. They went on a ten-year winning streak of uh, the Moldovan league during which time they also won the cup and unlike in uh, in this country where the community shield which is played between the winners of the the prem and the fa yep. cup um <clears throat> if the if that team is the same is it the second team in the prem uh yeah i think so yeah they don't do that in moldova if you win the league and the cup you just get that cup Shit. as well i thought you were going to say you <laughs> play your <laughs> reserves get- no, you just get gifted it. So for four years, they just won that cup automatically, <laughs> having won the league and the cup. So to be fair, they are a pretty successful team in Moldova. They are the first Moldovan team to qualify for the Champions League, having been in the Europa League four times. And I have a feeling, having never made it past the group stage, I was going to say, I'd not heard of them until this year, so I'm surprised they've been in the Europa League so many times. I'm surprised you've not heard of them, because they have played a British team before. Is it Northern Irish? No, it's Tottenham Hotspur. Fuck off. <laughs> when? I, I know everyone knows, but should we at least pay a little bit of attention to the fact that Sheriff did beat Real Madrid? <laughs> With an oh, absolute yeah, bang. That's why we're bringing them up. They've been talking about Moldovan beat politics. Real Madrid, not one, but two nil. To two one, you melon. The, two one? Yeah. Oh yeah, shit! Of course it was. <laughs> it was an eighty-ninth minute belter of a winner. Wa- yeah, that's why I was watching the end of the game because it was because it was close, and I was really hoping they'd hang on to it. Um, yeah, so, so they their first year of the Champions League, and they are topping their group. They must they must be on. Cup and who else is in that then? Real, Bruges, uh, and Shakhtar. Yeah. No, not. It's not Bruges. It's Bruges. 
PS. I thought Bruges. Oh shit! You're right. I thought it was Inter. It's Real Inter and yeah, whoever Inter drew with it was Shakhtar. Yeah. Are you keeping an eye on the waiting room? By the way, I'm just thinking it's probably been five minutes since I've said he'd be five minutes. (laughs) I am keeping an eye on the waiting room, and you know what, Ivor, despite it now being ten minutes. Oh, he's he's typing. What's he saying? He says, Hey man, I can't lie, I feel like absolute shit. (laughs) (laughs) That happens when you wake up at half seven in the evening. (laughs) It's a full 12 hours later than he should be waking up. He can barely string a sentence together, so can he wait till next week? And I've said, Yeah, of course. He can barely do that anyway. To be fair, that's normal for either. Just tell him to take some fucking pro plus and go. <laughs> right. Are we are we done on games? Uh yeah, I reckon so. If you want a few more sheriff facts, their record victory was in two thousand and five. They won a game sixteen now. When they were what? How old? Eight. Yes. <laughs> their record their record defeat. Um was a Champions League qualifying game in two thousand and one. It was just a four nil loss. That's not that bad, you know. Yeah. Um, just to kind of sidetrack from the actual podcast, um, I was literally like two minutes away from accepting your transfer thing, um, Mane for Fernandez, and then I saw it sail over, and I realised Bruno would never take another penalty again. Yeah. <laughs> so it it's so annoying. I need to get rid of him. Oh, I think I'm going to have to target have over. <laughs> Have we covered? We haven't covered that, have we? Was, um, was that to um, cover that last nah, week? No, we've never. I can't remember I can't, what uh, we didn't. We didn't. Just, no. just to keep the sidetrack going, because no, that wasn't even. Yeah. yeah. Just to continue with the no, sidetrack. Havertz for Mane? Are you kidding me? Havertz for Mane? Who does he think I am? Oh, is that what he That's offered what you? Offered. <laughs> yeah, have you seen Havertz stats for this season? It's like seven games, no goals, no assists, one he's dribble. Got, he's got a header against Chelsea, not against City, right? Havertz. Havertz. Yeah, the really nice one for the corner. Chelsea didn't score against City. Oh, Liverpool, 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 Liverpool. Liverpool. City. <laughs> In the Liverpool game, he scored a header. Oh, did he? Maybe, yeah. maybe it was one goal, zero assists. Maybe, or maybe I've been misinformed. Yeah. Still not in Mane's fucking hemisphere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, I'm genuinely insulted. He thought I'd say yes to that. So go back to to Bruce oh, Sky um, to, to keep on the draft. Uh, you need to accept my trade, Jimmy. I just, I just did. I just made what's the trade? Point, I haven't done it, so I did that um, five years ago. Uh, uh, not for Cresswell. Oh, what have you got, Maguire? <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm already yeah. bottom. What have I got to yeah, lose, yeah. to be honest? I, I kind of thought um, Maguire's better long term, but I need a short term solution. Uh, I see, I see. I wanted to. Cresswell has your so he's going to be fucked in a bit. Yeah. Another one of my another one of my special favourite players, mm-hmm. Emmy Martinez. Yes. The king of shithousery when it comes to penalties. We brought up a few weeks ago during the Copper America when he was calling all of the penalty takers a pussy. Um. And United, their game against United this week, when Bruno had the ball in hand, ready to take the penalty, he was requesting Ronaldo take it. How ballsy <laughs> is that, by the way? It. Like, if, if, Ren- if Bruno had just handed the ball Ronaldo to Ronaldo to and Ronaldo would have scored, he would have looked like such a mug. 
Um, and having, I'm sh- surely, if you if you're interested in that, enough in football to listen to this podcast, <laughs> I assume you've seen the sky penalty. I assume you're still out in your garden waiting for it to come back down to earth. <laughs> having having Bruno kicked it, Emmy then turned around to the, and hopped the in the general direction of the United fans. <laughs> I, I think what happened is that Emmy must have guessed the right way, and then Bruno tried to kind of adjust it. And then just got under it, I think. And he no, I think he's it. just. I, I genuinely think, think Martinez is in he his head. It. So he tries to leather it down the middle as a fuck you, and then he misses. Or he just, yeah. Skies it's getting yeah. fired. Because whereas, like, Jorginho does the odd penalty where he doesn't do his little hop, I've never seen Bruno yeah. take a penalty without doing his hop. So I just think Miami was, was in his head. From trying to remember how the ball moved as it were it wasn't like it was just a high kick it was a proper sky deal like, yeah it was more up than it was along uh well, i don't was, know about it that was really yeah. nice. it, it, it was like no, but three or four it wasn't goal just heights like a, above the goal was it actually yeah, it if you look at a, the shot shot yeah, yeah it, wasn't it's just, in space. it wasn't just a miss it wasn't just a miss kick it was a proper it was like a goal start. kick yeah one of the yeah. goal kicks it, that is purely for time wasting yeah if, if he yeah. was kicking a field goal he'd have nailed it but <laughs> And who was it? One of the, uh, one of the other Villa players ran up to Emmy afterwards and was like, "You were in his head." I can't really? remember who it was now, but yeah. Um, well, I know. I noticed them just trying to stop him. Shit house the United fans. That's what I thought was going on. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but he's he's got he's got a big he's got a big crown now for the king of shouts when it comes to penalties. After that stuff, for sure. America. Um, the opposite of the king is obviously Joe Hart. <laughs> do you remember when he like danced and then um, in the World Cup or something and got penanked? The Euros, do you mean the Perlo one? In the Euros, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Unbelievable. So I've I've spun the wheel, and Rory is going first. Oh god! And there is a fan submitted, and by fan I mean I'm not sure which. It's either Ivor or someone Ivor knows. A fan submitted uh, topic this week. Um. <gasps> oh, it was so close. PK was the fans of Met Topic for something that happened nine days ago, but never mind. The topic we have got, and I'll get my timer up now, is Alexis Sanchez. I saw him in the news last night and I was very shocked. I have not seen the news. I've, Alexis I, I've, I've seen the news, but the news takes up about maybe three seconds. Yeah. So, um, okay, Rory, I am ready with my timer. So, without okay, hesitation, deviation, or what's the other one? Repetition. Uh, repetition. Alexis Sanchez, 59 seconds in three, two, one, go. Alexis Sanchez is a Chilean winger who plays in Syria, who has been, by most accounts, fairly average. Uh, in I'm saying that's hesitation. Yes, <laughs> no. Should we just get the fucking news out the way and then we can get to Jim because he doesn't know what's going on and he might well win. Without repetition, remember. Three, two, one, go. Alexis Sanchez is a former Arsenal and Manchester United player. He made the transfer between the two clubs in a pretty shit deal for both of them and never really performed the same at Manchester United as he did at Arsenal. He performed pretty well for Arsenal, scoring a fair few goals, but didn't reach the same form at United. That's repetition. He's currently playing for... (laughs) See? (laughs) Right, Rory, back to you. 
Three, two, one, go. The rumour mill has been a-rumbling, and in the January transfer window, Arsenal are uh, rumoured, I've said rumoured again, but you can't stop me, have <laughs> that's been rumoured to be now, interested. Then. What? No, 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 as, it, as it's competitor Arlen. Oh, OK, it, go. <laughs> and also, we do need to get the news out, out of the way eventually. Yeah, go then. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, just add another ten seconds. Um, fucking... So Alexis Sanchez has been linked to Arsenal because the one thing Arsenal need is another winger for some reason. Uh, that's it, I'm done. He's just been linked to Arsenal. They're not going to take him because they're not fucking stupid. Yeah, okay. Oh, uh, we'll we'll allow that. That's just 59 seconds, approximately. Um, oh, what? I kind of want to give the gym a win because I feel bad. But, but, mate, do I, do I not get Well, my timer went to a minute five. Uh, th- really? We've managed to cover that much time? Yeah. 45 well, seconds of that was me stuttering. Yeah, I didn't stop the clock for some of the stuttering. I would have sworn we still had a good, had a good 20 seconds left. I've not, I'd not seen the rumours about him going back to yeah, Arsenal. He's, but given that he's 32 years he's supposedly old, he available is their ideal transfer target. Uh, from Inter Milan this January. What, I mean, why, why, would, they, why would they do that? <laughs> Just because Arsenal after fans the, love the, him so much. After after the enormous success they've had recently, signing a 32-year-old South Americans. In oh, fairness, Willian, I don't know back. if Willian was 32 when Arsenal signed him. This could be a fresh age. <laughs> Just to kind of explain for my bad performance, I was playing Dark Rally. <laughs> <laughs> I love the devotion we all have to this podcast. <laughs> One thing I because um, Balotelli was on the the unreleased the wheel the other week was yeah there's that the unreleased episode no I think that I, was the released as well I, I have a feeling I've listened well, to that it's since it's since that episode that he's done mm. that you may have seen all over Instagram the the what was it he went over to, his, to his head, the, the stupid it was the Besiktas the manager who the, said he had no brain yeah. uh, and he just yes. scored a brace off the bench to bring his team back to draw three all with Besiktas and he, he he just walked up to the touchline and put both his Pointed fingers his to yeah. each side of his head indicating that there was in fact a brain in there there there's so there's been a series on the BBC last few weeks I think it's three parter called Fever Pitch the Rise of the Premier League and it's unsurprisingly about the the rise of the Premier League from the first season to like 2000 and the first episode was about the the takeover the Rupert Murdoch bid the um, creation of Sky and I had no idea how Premier League games and particularly pre-match and half times looked in the Prem when it first came in and it was like a massive Americanization of the sport where there'd be like the most ridiculous like cheerleader performances of uh in the build-up to kick-off in the stadium on the pitch and the most ridiculous bullshit entertainment at half-time. I had no idea, like, I'm pretty proud of us as a nation for driving that away in the 90s. Yeah. It is quite entertaining as a one-off spectacle. I've been to a single American football game and it is quite fun, sort of, as a show, but that's sort of because I'm I'm there just to watch some sport. I wasn't there supporting anyone because... I just I just enjoy American football for watching some sport. So that when when that stuff is thrown into the mix as well, it's quite entertaining. And I don't mind shit like the bubbles for for West Ham that come out. That's quite fun. But if I was like if every Arsenal game I went to, wait, you go to Arsenal games? 
I believe we've found <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> um, but I mean, I could I could go on for a while about the the annoyances I had. Oh, Tottenham are winning two 0 Fuck. Devastating. Oh fuck, we haven't done goal. Okay, there were no score predictions. This time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a special uh, occasion yeah, we're that. recording. Um, but you know, like in South Africa, they can watch every Premier League game for free. It's just on free-to-air television. Whereas I've got to pay £25 a month for my Now TV pass. But it's just the fact that, like, so for for quite a few years, I I didn't really follow football that much just because when I was younger, when I was sort of, sort of like still like a teenager, I found it quite difficult to follow a sport you can't watch. Yeah. I mean, it's come up it's come up a few times on this podcast, although it may have been edited out because I know the rest of you all moan when I bring it up, but I fucking love cricket. <laughs> but it's difficult to watch, it's difficult to follow, especially a sport that can last five days for a game. It's difficult to follow a sport when it wasn't on free-to-air television in this country between 2005 and then there was a one-off game when England reached the final of the World Cup in 2019. Because, I mean, it's just... That's what, it's why I'm really pleased that... Premier League games won the BBC during COVID um, and it could be why um, or it could be what propels the Women's Super League to, to new heights now that they've got prem, yeah, uh, games I, on BBC and games on Sky I never and I, even though I'm complaining about Sky it is an injection of money into the sport which I'm really pleased about I never thought I would be able to transition seamlessly from watching an Arsenal men's game on Sky into watching an Arsenal women's game on Sky. Don't know if anyone watched it. They beat Man City. Uh, five, I did Man not City's watch it because it was on Sky. <laughs> it's Man City. You can still watch them all for free on the FA. No, nah, not if they're on. Not um, if they're on Sky and BBC. I thought. Uh, I have a feeling I don't think, you can still watch. I don't them think you can. Um, but just to quickly cover that was Man City's record defeat, yeah. largest defeat ever in the WSL, beating their previous record of four 0 which also dealt to them by Arsenal ladies. <laughs> <laughs> After that ramble, should we a not going to stay in? Yeah, a elude to what's actually going to be cut into this episode. Yes, so that was that was our analysis of this week's games. This week being last weekend. By the time the episode is out, <laughs> oh, oh midweek um, we did. You're forgetting talk about the Champions League a bit. Yeah, and, yeah, and the cha- yeah, and European football. Um, what will follow this now will be the highlights of last week's unaired episodes. So, so yeah, that that is following now. James, why are you late this evening? Oh, he's muted himself. <laughs> yeah, but you can still hear him on the recording. Okay, I was chewing. trying to unmute myself so at least you don't yeah. hear me chewing. But uh, anyway, uh, I'm not late. This is actually yeah. our agreed time of six thirty. If anything, if anything, you I'm were twenty. Free, you were you were twenty two minutes, minutes late because in because in your own words, you were cooking the chicken for a bit longer because people won't let you eat raw chicken. At home, at uni, I eat raw chicken all the time. <laughs> you shouldn't. <laughs> Let's move on to our shit talk for this week, which is club's biggest wastes of money. I don't know how much preparation people have done for this. I've done quite a lot. 
very little. You watched all of my preparation, Matt, in while we were waiting for James. I've been <laughs> Barcelona. <laughs> uh, a bit, bit stupid on buying players like Coutinho when he obviously isn't going to be doing much when he is basically the same like he, he wants to occupy the same role as Messi and then Griezmann wants to occupy the same role as Messi like yeah there's no point. I was going to do Premier League clubs and that is what I've prepared nice <laughs> yes. nice uh, well literally I, I thought of these off the top of my head because like they've they've spent like like top 10 transfer ever level fees yeah. on two players so and Dembele as well. well Dembele, I know I think, he doesn't want to go in the same position as Messi, but he's still flopped. He was overpriced because of, but like they were going, whoever they bought to replace the Neymar, to they were going to be slightly scammed on because the club mm. knew they had to spend the money, but also knew they needed like Dortmund knew Barth had to spend the money and knew how much they had, so they, yeah. they were they couldn't really avoid that. And if he hadn't had all these injuries, I think he would have been quite good. Yeah, so same. I don't think that's it's still a waste of money but I think that was like a reasonable thing to spend money on even in the workout but Griezmann and Coutinho were so stupid and it's just completely fucked them yeah and fucking Aguero why have they signed Aguero on a free now it makes no <laughs> sense like, how, how does that help them in any way he's going to play about seven minutes <laughs> um, Spurs have wasted money on a trophy cabinet I assume I assume they own one it was a waste of money I, I had one for Spurs which was spending over a billion pounds in a stadium just for a global pandemic so they can't actually put anyone in it. Oh, that, <laughs> oh I have that one It's as well. sad, but it's not like... That, that was so unforeseeable. They've actually been like... They had the best period of like their of it, like of recent years and they were doing sick and they get this paying new stadium and they just fucks them financially. Like, it's, a, it's a scam. Yeah. And they put a big golden cock on top of it. <laughs> I, I can't. I've actually never been up there so I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> Um, if we want to keep bashing Spurs, they spent fifty-four million on Endombele. Oh, we and can just talk also about the twenty Gareth million Bale, in twenty sixteen on someone who I'd totally forgotten, Vincent Janssen. Mike, they also they also paid someone. Yeah, and that's the they other thing I've written someone down. To design a plain white T-shirt for this year. Yeah, I, I don't think that. they actually pay someone, right? <laughs> Well, they, well, they're going to have paid whoever they're. Well, Nike their kit manufacturers right. at Nike. Yeah. yeah. Nike will have paid. Well, they paid Nike to no, produce Nike, the Nike kits, and Nike paid someone. Nike give them a no, kit, and they say, yes, we'll have that. Nike give you. them a kit and then pay them for the right to make the kit, right? Oh, I don't know. No, uh, I think so, because. How it works. I have no idea. Yes, because I read something on. After Ronaldo was signed by United, I read something on why actually, why Man United weren't going to make much money on Yeah, the kit I think sales that they make. They, because of the way the kit deals work. Yeah, they get. They, I think they get like. Over a certain quota, they get like 10% of extra kit sales or something. Because everyone's like, oh, like a, hundred, a million kits have been bought. That's 65 million for United. Like, it's obviously, it's yeah. obviously not because the majority of it goes to Nike. Yeah, they do get a small cut, I believe, yeah. but it's, it's very small it's, because it's, they've already been paid they, by Adidas, by the way. By Adidas, to, yeah, but they, they the get like a, like a three-year contract of like 125 mil, so obviously Adidas not going to pay them more money, like that much more money, just because more shirts are sold. Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got some serious ones, a couple of which I think are obvious. Kepper for Chelsea, obviously, he's been replaced by Mendy. I know he started at the weekend, but he's not really their first-choice keeper, so... Yeah, fair. That was a bit of a waste of money. Fair. A bit of an older one. Andy Carroll, thirty-five million pounds from Newcastle to Liverpool. Yeah, fair. Not as much money, but still a bit of a waste. Fernando Torres as well, same window. Yes, true. Yeah, um, and a couple of more recent ones that um, may go 
because they're so recent may prove me wrong in the future but uh, Pepe to Arsenal not worth 72 mm. million certainly hasn't showed that yet he's he's not recouping the value even if he becomes sick there's just been too much time where he's yeah, been and um, yeah. I've, I've also written down Jack Grealish I brought it up last week I don't think he's 100 mil neither well he is he had a release clause of 100 mil so like as soon as they think he's worth over 80-ish then obviously Villarreal's like nah and then like it's probably worth it a bit but I, I think like because it looked like they're going to sell Bernardo Silva right so if they'd sold Bernardo for like 30 or 40 and kept Grealish and got Grealish for like he's even if he's better than myself, he's not like worth 60, 70 mil to upgrade. Uh, City, yeah, especially City, if you're spending 100 mil on a player so that you can then draw. City wastes a lot of money, right? Like fucking Mangala, he was shit and he was like 45 mil. Yeah. Ake, he's shit. Yes. Yes, my, my, Benjamin Mendy's my shit. Other man. Like they're just fucking. <laughs> like, they, fucking they, I don't know how much they spent them because he's quite old. They bought Claudio Bravo, he was shit. For like 15 mil. But this is even when Pep, Pep's here, like Pep knows what he's doing apparently. He buys like fucking uh, Nolito. Who the fuck's Nolito? Yes. Like who? <laughs> no, that was Pellegrini, wasn't it? <laughs> no, nah, I thought it was Guardiola. Oh, actually, yeah, it was Guardiola. Because he, he's only there for like six or twelve months. Pellegrini or got the dynamic duo of Jovetic and Negredo for a combined like fifty million. Yeah, like they fucking they just throw money around. And you're you're not even on to the Brazilian double swoop of two thousand and eight, where they got Rubinho and. Joe for a combined sixty million pounds. Rubinho looked like he was a good signer, though. It's just because he 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 didn't, didn't he care when he came. He was such a shit club. Yeah, he did. Well, no, he, was that it not could, Chelsea? That could be fake. Nah, because when he he landed in Manchester, he said he didn't know there was two managers of clubs. Oh, okay. Oh, Pep's fucking clothes as well. They're a waste. Oh, I hate money. them. Hate them. Oh, good shout. And they've made it like throughout <laughs> the league. No, hardly anyone wears like a suit anymore because of Pep. It just annoys me. But <laughs> yeah, I've written down PSG. In its entirety, it's just a waste of money. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know, I know you watched the Leon game, Matt. Yes. To to have Mbappe, Messi, Neymar up front, and Di Maria, and for the and, yeah, and Di Maria, and for their contribution to be Neymar scoring a penalty that he definitely didn't. And Icardi scoring from a cross from I don't know who. Yes, but Icardi was not on that list of three well, expensive yeah. players. That. <laughs> but yeah, you're yeah, very right. It's, it's just. They're the like career they're mode in real life. Of, yeah, I mean, I, but I, it I turns out like paying for what they're getting back is just not worth it. Paying Pochettino any money at all is a waste of money, given he's already fallen out with Messi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like surely the one thing you want out of a manager is like he he doesn't fall Messi out with the best side. player on the planet. <laughs> like that that level team needs like a as a Dan kind of manager, so like a Pochettino. Like a because like obviously he's still Zidane's still like, I think underrated tactically, but like. He was elite at making all the sick players happy. Yeah, like that's yeah. what they need. And because he was you so need, yeah, good you, as a player, need, he has the respect of those, the really yeah. good players that he manages. Yeah, when you've got those players, you need a man manager rather than Steve Bruce sort of thing. But to me, because like yeah. he's apparently a really good man well, manager. Um, Pele Pochettino isn't like a bad man manager. Like he's sick at making players improve, but he's got all the players at their peak. So he needs to yeah, like. Yeah, so you do. They they don't need him in a they, way. Yeah, like he was sick. Of, they just need someone to keep the players. Yeah, like happy obviously he could he could slap at PSG, but like he he did sick as like a making a, a an average team good, not at like making making a good team stay good. They were pretty average before he came. They've they've like, to, they've they've spent a load of money on managers and players that don't blend well. Well, I don't know so why Tuchel didn't. I don't know. 
I don't know if they even still do it. I think they do it on... Is it FIFA Ultimate Team that I don't really play? Where you have the... I know they used to do it years ago. You had, like, the, the strength, the lines between each yeah. player. Yeah, the lines for on. chemistry. Yeah, yeah, the chemi- that's it. The chemistry yeah. lines. They've spent a shit ton of money on top stats with zero chemistry. No, because they all play on the same team, so they'd all have green connections. Fucking they idiots. They'd all have green links, mate. You fucking yeah, absolute cretin. But no, no, I get, I get what you're saying. I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Trying to, try to find an analogy out of there somewhere. Yeah. No, you know what I mean. Um, so, no, I... I just think well, it's, it's it's all a waste of money. Just sell them all off, bin it. In. Does Paris really need a football team after all? It's a farmers league anyway. They are top set farmers league. To be fair, yeah. Like they still, of course they, they are, still won though. the game. Well, they didn't win it last year, did they? Oh yeah, yeah. But to be fair, they didn't deserve to win it. Burnley, I think their bigger waste of money was spending ten point six million pounds on their training ground when all they do is kick the ball far and elbow people. <laughs> For Man United, their biggest waste of money is a toss-up between the absolutely enormous contract they gave David Moyes and £17 million for Phil Jones in 2011. What, not £50 million for Fred? Or £80 million for Maguire? Uh, £50 million for Fred <laughs> comes in at a close third, and £67.5 for Di Maria is also up there. Has uh, Harry Maguire lived up to his record? Not even as well as £54 million for Martial, <laughs> £31 million for Morgan Schneiderlin, another £31 million for Memphis Depay, uh, £38 million for Henrik Mkhitaryan, £34 million for Eric Bailly, all of Alexis Sanchez's wages, £30 million for Lindelof, and £53 million for Fred, £35 million for Donny van der Beek. Well done, Ed Woodward. Sancho hmm? was 70-something, wasn't he? Sancho was 70-something. I thought it would be a bit harsh to put him in this early. I mean, we've put Grealish. Oh, no, I put in a couple. Of them. Yeah, I put Grealish oh, in. Okay. I, think you, I think while you were gone, I put Sancho's Grealish definitely in then. Rory, how were your crumpets? Um, it, it was all right, but because we've been recording for so fucking long, I'm now starving. So if we, like... Yeah, same. Yeah, so, I'm also... Yeah. Um, I'm not. I had a good hearty dinner. Um, James, was your chicken still pink in the middle? It was delightfully textured, as it is when it's ever so slightly undercooked. Oh, real Jim, do I actually send you a two-minute recording in which I said nothing? We hope you enjoyed last week's content. (laughs) (laughs) Rory has just gone to fill up his water to come back and just to leave the Zoom call. Thank you very much for listening to us this week. Um, I've pretty much already... Already uh, reviewed the the guava and grapefruit pilsner. Did it's it did it make it in though? Was that on an episode that. where we like shit out the ending and James said? <laughs> no, I, no, I believe that. No, I think that did make it in because I think I I think I did it mid. I did I did it mid episode because I checked uh, it. You, you said I'd the first one was shit. Yeah, because it's shit. Well, yeah. shall um, I give you? But yeah, no, it's a it's a much nicer beer. Matt, the yeah, the review on my the. You could tell that it was double strength. It's, it's going to be a similar review to one I gave potentially even last episode, which is uh, when I started drinking it, I didn't like it. And now that I'm at the bottom of the can, I'm used to it. But like... <laughs> That's a Stockholm syndrome. You don't like it. Um, Rory, were you getting any hints of beer in, oh. your, in, your, in your pint glass? Silent tasting <laughs> for, for the listeners. <laughs> I mean, I might pick, might pick it up, you know. I could do, to yeah, be fair. Right, 
Um, thank you very much for listening to this this spliced together episode. We will see you probably in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, g- goodbye. <laughs>